0: Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. So welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. As usual, I'm your chair, Georgia Kirk, and I'm joined by uh, the hosts of the podcast, Guy Riemond and Gary Fletcher, co-founders of EHE Capital. Now, ordinarily, we've done the introductory episode, hopefully you've listened to that. We've done, uh, you know, a few podcasts now around why EHE uh, Capital is different and and the various ways in which entrepreneurs can benefit from from the approach, the philosophy and and the the practical support that's provided. And this week, we're going to break away from the norm a little bit. We're going to do something a bit different and we're going to talk about something current. And in particular, now we're into 2021 and we all realise that COVID's not going anywhere and we're all still in lockdown and we're all still facing similar challenges to the ones that we faced last year. Uh, We're going to be looking at uh, the effects of COVID on the business world and looking at some of the ways it's made some changes. Now, of course, it's accelerated a lot of things. In particular, uh, it's accelerated the adoption of technology across various sectors uh, it's affected, you know, the health industry, legal, uh, social media, and the way companies gain visibility, and uh, and also, you know, the way that we work. And there have also been lots of unforeseen consequences of COVID on the business world as well. So, on that note, I'm going to hand over to Guy, who's going to just start unpacking this topic in a bit more detail. Guy, take it away.
1: Thanks, Georgia. Um, happy New Year to to you, uh, to Gary and anyone else listening on the podcast. I uh, hope it's a, a good one. So, yeah, I thought we'd start actually with, with Zoom because we're recording this over Zoom. You know, we obviously with the lockdown uh, are not really meant to meet face to face. And I think Zoom is indicative of, of some of the changes that have been forced to be made over the last 12 months. You know, we're, we are coming to the end of this. So there's two things I'd like to do on this podcast, really. Discuss the things that have changed and then have a look at how we move forward from here and how we take advantage of those changes and how we stay on top of the changes that will come following COVID, actually. For other reasons, COVID's a one-off, well, fingers crossed. Anyway, going back to Zoom. So Zoom, actually, I mean, I looked at some stats before the podcast. A year ago, its share price was sort of below $100 now, its share price is approaching $600. Well, it was, it's gone down a little bit more recently, uh, but it went up to around about 600 dollars And its usage figures are just incredible. The daily peak meeting participants in December 2019 was around about 10 million. In April 2020, so we're looking at three months later, 300 million daily meeting participants that's just incredible what amazing growth and what and it it demonstrates what I believe has happened which is that the world has coped with the pandemic by becoming less social there's less face-to-face and it's dealt with it using technology and sort of digital uh, medium to carry on life in this strange kind of world that we're just going through at the moment it'll get back to a little bit of normality in the not too distant future I'm sure and you know that's looking good. You know the world of tech has kind of jumped in, and that actually is shown in the share prices as well. If you look at, you know, for example, retailers, they've they plummeted, particularly bricks and mortar retailers. You know, um, online retailers have actually gone up. Bricks and mortar retailers have plummeted. There's been a number, unfortunately, of high profile companies that have gone under, and. Again, that's a sign of the times, you know, people are moving online and, and actually a lot of these changes are here to stay. And all the things that we're going to talk about, I think all the changes have been accelerated by COVID, but um, a high percentage of them will will be here in, in, in the longer term. And, you know, uh, we were just talking before the call, you know, Debenhams is, is, is one of the highest profile uh, companies to to have dropped. And I think, Gary, you mentioned that, you know, they've got, they had really low number of followers in the hundreds on things like instagram and you know you compare them to someone like ASOS or some of the online retailers that have you know they've grown massively over this period and it's quite evident that they were probably going to fail in the longer run anyway because they hadn't they weren't adapting to the the way things were changing all kovi's done is accelerated that change and and given them no time to even put a last minute plan in place it's just too late But there's lots of other sectors. Um, Gary, I don't know if you want to jump in and and pick up on some of this stuff.
2: Just to reinforce what you're saying, really, I think I agree. You know, COVID, like anything else, is a mindset. What's your mindset on COVID? A lot of people can be quite negative. It's all very down. But actually, there are some positives and there are some significant changes. And you've got to take advantage of those, especially if you're an entrepreneur. As you say, you know, I, I could say it's accelerated online and digital by 10 years maybe 15 at least we were heading this way anyway it's just accelerated it and that brings dramatic change and I, and I love your example of zoom because i personally like face to face meetings because i take clues from what people say and what they don't say or where they look and it's a bit more tricky on zoom but you can still you can still do it but you know zoom i heard was uh, called a t- teletransportation system because i think it is it, it zooms you straight into somebody Face to face, without having to travel, which is you know a real positive if you think about it. I you know I go down to London quite a bit, but I think I'll go less in the future. I'll actually have a Zoom before and work out whether the person's worth talking to before I go, just to make sure, and that will help me in time efficiency and a whole load of other things. So Zoom is a is a positive. I love the share price example. One that I've done personally is fitness. I decided in lockdown to get fitter. My wife and I bought a Peloton and that is absolutely transformed. We used to go to the local gym where we had below average instructors on um, spin or whatever we, class we were doing. Now we've got world class instructors coming in from California straight in front of us, giving us so much better experience. And then, then you go, OK, that's fantastic. And So our fitness has increased. But then you go to the business side, Peloton has gone up 700% since March in terms of its stock price. I didn't actually realise it was on the stock market. Otherwise, I'd invested in it. But uh, I think I've, I've missed that place. But this, COVID is bringing lots of changes and they are here to stay, as you say. Yeah. And, it, you, you know, the health thing, you can look at things like,
1: you know, Apple Plus now, they're bringing out the online fitness stuff that works with your yes. watch and works with your smartphone. And, you know, it, there's a, a degree of personalization. And I take your point, Gary, that actually the days of the fitness trainers in the numbers that there are at the moment are numbered, you know, that I think they're another one that another group of people that unfortunately will suffer uh, in, in terms of the fact that technology is going to allow people to do some of the stuff that they can that they kind of specialize in they can do it in the comfort of their own home without having to travel probably less money although there are subscription fees involved but it's more convenient and it yeah no it goes it comes down to all all the things i think pretty much every example we're going to give actually buys people more time ultimately yes
2: yeah absolutely good and quality and quality
1: yeah absolutely and and saves them probably saves them money in in many cases as well as long as you don't go mad on your e-commerce shopping
0: said you'll be boosting amazon share prices as well yeah of course yeah no it's
2: it is it's mind it's mind-blowing what the changes are bringing and and there's some quite positive ones you know i I hear a lot of people say i'm never going to go back to commuting for an hour every day (laughs) you know i'm gaining two hours in my day i'm spending more time with the family i'm healthier i'm more productive you know, more efficient. And I think employers have got to really take this into consideration, because I think people are going to look to work from home more, one or two days a week, maybe even three or four days a week. And if you don't allow that as an employer, or you don't have those uh, good policies in place, you'll find the employees will go and find a a company that does. That's a massive cultural change. I
1: totally agree with that point. And I think another one that, you know, um, is a kind of a, a strategic positive byproduct of, of what you discussed there, Gary, is climate change. You look at how fewer journeys that are happening at the moment. And if this carries forward, which it will, you know, some people will go back to the office, they just will because that's what they do and that's what their employee demands. But I think, you know, even if they do initially, they're probably quite happy. They're used to working from home. And actually, chances are, if that employer forces them to do it on a longer term basis, they will leave and they'll go and find an employer who has moved with the times and does recognize that there are benefits for the company as well as for the person for not traveling. The other big one for me is the environment. You know, as a race, we probably abuse the privilege. We get to the point where we're abusing the privilege of travel. And we were doing things for the, we were traveling for the sake of it. And, you know, the, you know, when my company got taken over by an American organization, you know, every three months I'd go over to New York, whether I, whether it was necessary or not. And I made it worthwhile, but could I have done that remotely? I think I probably could. So was there a need for me to jump on a plane with the environmental impact that that has? Equally, you know, people working from home, is there a need for them to be in the office every day from an environmental point of view, a personal health point of view, time with the family point of view, time, you know, putting more effort in and, and more focus into the work? There's benefits all around from, from this. So you're right. COVID is, has been a, a tough time for many, a sad time for many, but there are positives. And I think we have to seize on those positives and make sure that when we come out of this, we take advantage of them and make sure we don't get back into our old ways again from a personal point of view and from a company point of view you know if you are an entrepreneur you have to think about all these things and make sure that your company is one of the leading lights in this new world that we're going to have and it seizes on the opportunities that are coming out of you know this kind
2: of um, situation a pandemic you know talking about the trust element really I think a lot of companies Particularly professional companies, solicitors, accountants have been quite backward in previous times before COVID about trusting their employees to work from home. From the top to the bottom, you know, all the solicitors, all the accountants, they've always gone into the town centres, the city centres and work. And I think that is changing. I'm hearing lots of change in that, that sector that they're going, well, why? Why am I? And oh. uh, that, that's massive.
1: The problem with that, Gary, it's always been, in my opinion, I mean, we did a lot of kind of remote working and remote business, actually. 80% of our business was in the States as a company. So we had to use, you know, in the early days, it was Skype. And thankfully, we've moved on to these much better platforms like Zoom now. And interestingly, Zoom is actually it's a bit like Hoover. It's become a bit of a household name. We don't go on video conferencing. We get we, we go on a Zoom call, yeah. now, don't we? Yeah, that That's indicative in itself. But yeah, so I think another, there's going to be another casualty in terms of a sector with these changes, and that's in real estate. You know, yeah. and I'm going to give you a couple of examples. I know quite a number of companies now, that, large companies, that instead of renewing their lease, which was due last year, the end of last year, and some of them are looking at this year's lease, that they, instead of having three floors of an office block, They're going down to two and in some cases one. And in some cases, they're not moving offices uh, at all where they were going to last year. The plans was to move into a bigger office because they were growing and taking on more people. There's now already a realisation that there is going to be quite a bit of working from home. People will not own a desk anymore in many cases. They'll use a desk when they get into the office, but it won't be theirs, you know, because they'll be in two or three days a week, and on the other the days that they're not there, someone else will be sat at that desk. You do not need the kind of real estate. And the other example I've got is actually um, my daughter who had a, a flat in the c- centre of Manchester, and you know the writing's on the wall for for that kind of thing because you know. The benefit of living in Manchester is that particularly when you're probably in your twenties, that you can, you can work in the city center. It's a firm in the city and you can then go out and enjoy yourself and have a great time. And it's on your doorstep. You've got no commute or very little commute and you've got bars and restaurants. And, and actually now one of the big reasons, which is work is less important. So for her now, you know, it's more important actually to have a garden and, to be able to have a bit more space, because if we ever go into another lockdown, there's nothing worse than being in a one or two bedroom flat on the fourth or fifth floor of a tower block and, and not being able to go outside. And when you go outside, the few areas that there are in a city to go for walks, there's hundreds of people there that you're actually trying to avoid at the moment. So I think, you know, people are going to move out of the city. So I think office space and residential space in cities is going to be under you know financial pressure at the, for, for the next few years.
2: Definitely. I think, you know, it's one of those ones that you couldn't have perceived, actually, in a lockdown situation. Who who would have predicted a, a housing boom in the UK? No, I don't think anyone would have predicted that. And it is driven by, as you say, space, you know, working from home. Is this convenient? I want a bit more room. Where am I living? What am I doing? Where am I going? People are asking a lot of these questions. So the cultural changes coming out of this, I think, will be quite significant. The commute, the real estate, the retail, the acceleration of of tech there's a lot of implications but a lot of them can be positive if you've got the right mindset i think you i think my encouragement to people would be don't just don't watch the news the news is too negative it all talks about all the problems think about your situation and how you can take advantage of what's going on in covid
1: Shall so I give a quick example of the the other projects I'm working on at the moment? Because I think that's pretty relevant to this with the, the legal platform. Yes. So this was actually, the, the idea was conceived right in the early days, before COVID was really thing. So we're talking February, March time, as as we were beginning to learn a little bit about this pandemic that was beginning to beginning to roll out from from China or wherever it came from. And we could see that in the legal world that there almost was a, we felt there was a, a resistance to to going online and offering services online because there was a perception, rightly or wrongly, that it would erode, you know, hourly rates and and the amount of business that, you know, lawyers could do. But we felt that, you know, particularly younger people now, that that they really look for options other than travelling in to having a face-to-face appointment uh, with, with lawyers, for example, and you know there was really no need to go in and prove your ID. You know, you used to have to take your passport in and take your driving license in and take a, a utility bill with your address on. Now why why is that happening in this day and age? So, you know, without going into the detail on the project, the project I'm involved with is building a platform that will facilitate some of the legal processes, but we're going to be working with the lawyers on this. So we're not trying to exclude them, we're trying to work with them. So the lawyers that um realize that you know this is the way the world's moving and they jump on board with what we're doing are the ones that are going to benefit from this. The ones that don't, and we you know we alluded to the, the retailers that perhaps didn't really move quickly enough into the modern world before. You know, they're going to suffer the same fate, I think, as the, the retailers. And you could carry that concept through to most sectors uh, in the country. You look at the traditional motor manufacturers compared to some of the new boys on the block. You know, Tesla is an obvious one, but there's lots of startups that are beginning to build electric cars. And they're building the electric cars better than the traditional manufacturers because ultimately it's a battery, it's motors, and it's a bunch of electronics and computer software which is just as important now as the actual car design itself. So there's, there's all sorts of different sectors that um, are being affected by this massive step change in technology. And that kind of brings us on to this final parts of this kind of conversation. We could talk for hours. I mean, I've got education as a, another area, online yeah. training. That you, you know, Honestly, you could go on and on, banking. There's so many areas. But the, the broad
2: principle we're talking about applies to all of them, doesn't it? It does it does all those principles apply to all those sectors really so
1: again gary so with with all that in mind we've given loads of examples of how things are changing and how that's been accelerated that change being accelerated by covid you know what do you think entrepreneurs should be doing and protecting themselves and their business now and also trying to 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 get ahead of the game um you know making the most of these technical technology changes that are happening Um, so that they are ahead of the competition? You know, what do they have to do?
2: Well, I think think it's all about tech and online, if I'm honest, because, you know, we've discussed it in the past, is it'd be very unlikely for EHE to invest in someone who hasn't developed good tech, whether that's social media, whether it's e-commerce, digital, whatever. You know, if you're not heading that direction and you've got bricks and mortar, yeah, it's going to be quite challenging in this new world I think that's, that's the number one principle. You've got to be tech-led well, is what you're saying. You've got to be tech-led, I think. It, it, you've just got to be crazy. It, that's the way the world's going and has been for some time. We've been talking about for the last 20 minutes that that has been accelerated by 10 or 15 years, in our opinion. Yeah. Um, my goodness, you know, that, the opportunities are immense if you're that way thinking. I think that, you know, and it is a mindset. I do think it's a mindset I know, look, we we could spend hours talking about how many people have died of COVID. And it's really sad. And I've got friends whose parents have died, et cetera. And that is is a fact. And it's very sad. But you've got to sort of like from an entrepreneur's point of view, you're looking to drive businesses, create value, provide something worthwhile in the community and, and the world. So you've got to focus on where you can where you can have greatest impact, I think. And I think we 've touched on some of the consequences. Stand back with a blank bit of paper in a coffee shop or in your car outside a coffee shop actually, and just think just think how you can position your company your thinking ahead of this this massive change that we 're talking about
1: yeah, and i think we've we 've kind of touched on this in another podcast, but one of the ways that we do that, Gary, is that we go to we, we keep an eye for. The changes we read um, blogs and we, you know, try and, try and stay ahead of the curve. And one of them that I think warrants a second shout out is um, an organization called uh, Abundance Three Hundred and Sixty. It's a year, it's a, an annual conference held in, in in California, but you know, it's a community of people. That's the important thing. Where there are is regular content, in fact, daily content that keeps you in touch with all the changes. So, yes, you can go to the conference and you can listen to some really inspiring stories about successes people have had in the tech world and in the tech-led world. But actually, it's for the your day-to-day business, what you need to be doing is staying ahead of what's happening in your tech uh, in your sector in technology
2: and and what's coming around the corner you've got to look ahead at what's coming around the corner and of course we've got we're going to have a feed of that as well aren't we so we can share that with the community to make sure that they are up to speed on that really well one of the yeah you're right and yeah thank
1: you for mentioning that because i hadn't thought yeah. of that but you're right we're you know we're put we're putting a lot of money actually into the platform and the platform is largely community based. You know, most of the stuff that you're going to see on the website is just free material for people to look at and stay in touch with all these things that we've been discussing and stay ahead of the curve. So, yes, you're going to get the Guy and Gary kind of podcast and, you know, you, you, you might like it, you might not. Um, but there is definitely going to be something for everybody on the website in terms of uh, entrepreneurship, in terms of understanding funding and in terms of um, staying ahead on the tech side, and I think that's probably quite a nice place to finish.
2: Yeah, I've got um, a, a, a bit of lighthearted ditty to finish on COVID. I, I've got some very good friends in um, in Australia, and I got a, a WhatsApp this morning from a lady called Leanne, who runs the two city hospitals in Sydney, and she's, she's a, quite a character. But she goes, I feel really sorry for you guys, you know, She's obviously getting all that completely negative news about what's going on in the UK. And she feels really sorry for us because it's so depressing and whatever. And she says, it's so bad here. We've had we've had we're having to wear masks now. And we've had four cases, four cases. she's saying, you know, so it's, <laughs> it's quite a lot. So we were, I went back this morning and said yesterday, Leanne, we had 62,000 so i just thought in context how australia and the uk are such a different place
1: yeah i think the some of some of the you know from what i gather it, i suppose it depends on concentration of people um, how much space you have the weather you know it's their summer we know it's not as bad in summer there's all sorts of different reasons but you're well, right they, to I mean, be they, fair they
2: they completely locked down they i think there was uh, a news item that said 35,000 Australians are trying to get back into Australia and can't at the moment. They completely locked down, didn't they? I and mean, don't allow anybody in or out. Right. <laughs> Which Extreme. is a good thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But hey, but, yeah, it's a, it's a challenge, but um, onwards and upwards. And it's all about your mindset.
1: It is about your mindset and how you deal with it and how you come out of this and, and you know, what you can do to help people come out of it. If you can provide value and, and, and help people come out of this and, Sees the the opportunity then there's some really good business opportunities out there
0: absolutely thank you both very much for some fantastic insights uh as you say guy i think this is you know this is the sort of thing that could go on a conversation that could go on for hours and hours because there are a lot of uh, a lot of changes that COVID's is bringing about but uh, for those of you listening who'd like to continue this conversation in relation to your own uh, business product or service uh, you can do so by checking out the extraordinary entrepreneurs together blog uh, you can listen to more episodes of this podcast and you can find both of those on the EHE.capital website, uh, where you'll also be able to get in touch with our hosts, Ga- Guy Remonds and Gary Fletcher as well. Uh, so thank you all for listening and check back in next week for the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together. Visit the EHE Capital website, EHE.capital, for further insights and to join the EHE community.